0: Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about, and we nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. Today is Friday, May 27th, the year of our Lord, 2016. I am Jeremy Holmes. I am joined by my partner in life, and in love, and in crime, and in podcasting. And partner, just partner, (laughs) marriage partner, Christina Wise.
1: Hello. Hey.
0: What's up, C-Wise?
1: I'm really sore.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Well, you asked me.
0: Do you want to do the rundown for what we got on the show today?
1: We talked to people... That talk that nerd out about mm-hmm. things that you nerd out about. No, and we we, I just out. said that. Oh, Um
0: were you not paying attention? You're,
1: no, I was. Oh. You're gonna it's it's called a joke.
0: Oh, got
1: it. Um, you're gonna talk about stuff, and yeah. I'm gonna talk about stuff, and then we have a guest on to talk about stuff, and then at the end we're gonna like wrap it up and talk about the stuff Jesus that we just Christ. did.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we have a we have a correction. I think is this the first time that we've ever had a correction? Probably not. It's probably the first time that I've actually remembered to follow up and yeah. correct. But feel free to tweet us or email us or whatever corrections. If we say something that's not true, I don't intentionally do that. So let us know and we'll, and we'll correct it on the show. Um, so we have a correction. I have I have something that I'm really curious to hear your feelings about. I think it's a very complicated issue regards to messaging, text messaging, emails, okay. that kind of thing. Um, you have a thing that you're, again, refusing mm-hmm. to tell me, which I'm yes. guessing means that maybe... It's awesome. It's Maybe you haven't actually researched it. Oh, okay. Maybe you don't have anything yet. Maybe you're going to be Googling it on your phone while we're talking about this other stuff. Um, we have an interview with a Blue Man Group super fan, got some space news, and uh, a very exciting announcement about next week's show. Oh. So... Okay. It'll be.
1: A, I'm excited to hear this as well.
0: It'll be an action-packed thing. So, for those of you that haven't listened before, the way this works is we each bring something to the table that we're nerding out about, that we want to talk about, that we want to share about. Sometimes we have guests on to talk about the things that they're nerding out about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's do the correction first, and then okay. we'll and then we'll get we'll get into it. All right. Sounds good.
2: The follow-up files.
0: So last week, Christina, I talked about uh, Kitty Genovese, somebody that was murdered way back in the day mm-hmm. in New York. Do you remember? Uh, 1964.
1: I wasn't there, but yeah, I remember. You <laughs> Do you remember about talking it? about it?
0: Yes. Uh, it was. It's. It turns out that that's kind of. I mean, Kitty Genovese is a real person. She really did get murdered. The story that came out shortly thereafter in the New York Times was that. 37 people watched her die mm-hmm. and it coined the phrase the bystander effect in other words um people are not being don't feel held accountable when they're in a crowd because other people are they doing the same everyone else's yeah so there was like 37 people that supposedly watched this woman get murdered none of them d- did anything because nobody else was doing anything and they either just felt like they didn't have to or felt like somebody else was taking care of it um So apparently that's not true. There wasn't 37 people. Okay. There was maybe, there was one person. Oh, that's a big jump. Yeah. It, it, there was some editor in the New York times that published the story and it just grew into this massive thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been written up in textbooks. It's Mm -hmm. a big thing. It's a big thing. That's not actually true. But here's something that did happen, uh, as a result of Kitty Genovese's murder. Uh, the 911 system, it it helped create the 911 system as we have mm-hmm. it today because the one bystander that did see it did try and contact the police, mm-hmm. but it, at that time they didn't have a 911 system, and so they just called the police department basically, and sometimes you would get an operator, sometimes you would get... Um, you know just like a whatever some police officer would answer the phone uh, but they didn't have the systems in place like they do nowadays and so as a result largely kind of spurred on by this um kitty's murder mm-hmm. they created the 911 system as we have it today across the country
1: so then good did come of it
0: yeah regardless
1: of so, 37 people saw it or not
0: anyway thank you Randy for reaching out and letting us know that that is uh, a <laughs> an old wives tale basically mm-hmm. that I was reporting as fact last week. So I apologize. So good to know. The more you know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's really all we have for follow-up. Christina. All right. right, we'll
1: let's take this in for a landing.
0: Do you want to jump in? Oh. <laughs> do you want to jump in and do your thing first?
1: You go first. You want me to go first? Yes.
0: Okay. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about this week.
1: What if it's the same thing as mine?
0: Oh, man. I guess we'll find out. Okay well I, I it's not a buzz, BuzzFeed quiz, so uh, we're probably uh, safe, yeah <laughs> okay um, uh, so I wanted to talk about read receipts, okay, read receipts on text message. Did yes. you know that you can have read receipts on email?
1: Well, yeah, in Outlook you can
0: There's services, I mean, on any email now, there's services that you can get where basically they put a, a pixel in uh, like a tiny image that you can't see in your emails that Mm -hmm. you send you send the emails when the when the person opens up those emails it reaches out to the universe where this pixel is or reaches out to the server where this image is and it it calls on it because it says, Hey, I need to view this image. And so you, as the email sender, you get a report of all, you get a report of like the IP address, the device, the time, Mm -hmm. every time it, every time it's been opened, everything like that. So my question for you, Christy, because I have actually pretty strong feelings about this and evidently so does the internet because, (laughs) Mm -hmm. well, I first read about this actually, because there was a there was kind of some controversy that came out and there was an article that spurred it on. That's how I was introduced to the fact Mm -hmm. that you can even have read receipts, not just as a feature in Outlook, but in any email service. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the
1: controversy? The
0: controversy. So it it was, somebody had this on their email Mm -hmm. and they had stayed in touch with an ex-boyfriend after they broke up. um, And it wasn't, I mean, there was nothing nefarious going on or anything, Mm -hmm. but they just stayed in touch. Um, And then she noticed, she used to write him like once a week or something, just kind of, hey, how's it going? This is what I'm up to, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So she noticed one day that this person opened up all of her emails like in a rapid succession after not opening them for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she reached out to him and said, hey, did you... You, I just noticed this is going to sound weird, yeah, but I just creepy. noticed that you read through all of my emails that I've sent you. And, uh, and he was like, no, no, I definitely haven't. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, he actually found out, well, first of all, I think she found out that this guy was, uh, in a relationship with somebody, they were having some conflict and this person, his, his partner didn't trust him for whatever yeah. reason and had said, you're not allowed to talk to your ex at all. Mm-hmm. So there was some weirdness there. And then he found out that his current partner was actually snooping on him mm-hmm. and had accessed his computer and read through all of their emails oh, interesting. back and forth as a result of it. So there was some con- con- conversation around that. And that's what um, led to this article being written. But, you know, so I I went on this crazy rabbit hole of mm-hmm. reading tons of articles most of the things that i could find said read receipts are terrible and they're a bad idea and you should turn them off and it's whatever uh i have my opinions about it but i wanted to hear what your opinions were do you, i mean first of all do you have read receipts on on your like text messages yes and how, why do you have them on
1: um cuz you do <laughs> okay i don't know yeah it is, is doesn't matter to me if, either or
0: if you had the ac- if you had the ability to have them on your email would you do it
1: um i used to but mac for outlook doesn't work or outlook for mac it doesn't it's not a feature mm-hmm. um i think for business needs especially in my kind of position it's sometimes necessary mm-hmm. because i can say hey dick I see that you read that an hour ago and you're not getting back to me mm-hmm. and then I can start like firing back.
0: You call people dicks in business emails?
1: No. In my head I say, "Oh." Because I had I had a job where I was um a high level escalations um specialist for AT&T Wireless mm-hmm. and people had a 5 minute SLA to get um back to me. Oh okay. When I would send an email they had to respond within 5 minutes. Yeah. And so I I had to always have that because I would report because after the escalation was finished, I would have to report to the usually the CEO, we'd have to send a report that said this is what happened, this is who I contacted and I would have to like I hate the saying throw someone under the bus, but if there was someone that wasn't responding, I would say this this department i reached out this at this time this time this time this time with no response Mm
0: -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so So yeah i think it's important yes for business but no for personal i wouldn't that's where you come down on it
1: i have no reason to have it for my personal it doesn't really um affect my life at all but i think you do what do you mean well, for some parts of your personal life, you should have it.
0: Wait, why? Why am I different than you?
1: Because you have a child with uh, another yeah. person. Okay,
0: okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So I think for that reason, you should have it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I always have. Um, I think I said one time it makes me feel uncomfortable when I'm because I have read restre- receipts on, mm-hmm. and when I'm talking to somebody that does not have them on. It makes me feel like I'm standing in front of that person completely naked Uh and they're like all clothed and like looking at Mm -hmm. me like, why are you naked? This is weird.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't really care because (laughs) you're good at returning text messages, so it shouldn't matter, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do prefer text messages. Those gold darn millennials.
1: There's sometimes some people that we interact with when- they go back and forth with their reader seats on and we know that something's up when they turn <laughs> <Yeah>. them off. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. There is some weirdness there. Wow. I mean, I think just, uh, so I, I was hoping that you would maybe have some stronger feelings about it, but you're pretty ambivalent. Yeah. really. I think, I think it's a good thing. It seems like a lot of people are uncomfortable with it or think that it's bad, but I think that it's, I think that it's a great idea because like for, I mean, for personal use or for business, the business use, just that just makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, one of the examples that I read was somebody that was planning a wedding and was reaching out to vendors. So they emailed 15 vendors and said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm looking for this, this, this. They could see whether those people opened the emails or not, and if they opened the emails and didn't respond, they just knew that that wasn't a vendor that they wanted to work right, with, so right. they moved on. Or they were—he was planning his bachelor party, and he would send an email out to like to ten strippers. of his to ten of his buddies, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, to the stripper, and he would be able to see. Oh, John opened it, so he saw the information, so we're good. Bill opened, Bill has not opened it, so I need to call him. So it actually like saves time. Okay, like you can see it. I mean, I. I can see where it could cause some tension, but I don't think that that's a good enough reason not to do it. Yeah. I think you should do it. I think, if anything, it would help foster healthy communication because if you read something and ignore it or whatever, I mean, it at least you know, right?
1: Yeah. I think you should put it on.
0: Yeah. Yours.
1: So Do you have it should... on? Your personal one?
0: Read receipts? Yes. I don't know. No. Oh, no. 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 You should. I haven't done it. Well- Unfortunately, this service I just missed it cuz now it's like turning into a thing and you actually have to pay for it and all that stuff. So I'm not oh. sure that it's a service I would pay for, but I might. Uh I how much is it? Uh I'll have to look into it. Okay. Yeah.
1: It might be worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's um I think it's interesting, but I mean, do you think that it should be something that you have to do you think that it should be something that you have to um disclose to people? No. Come like, on! If you have read receipts on your email, do you think there should be like a little thing in your signature that well, says, "Hey, no. I have read receipts on this"?
1: No, because when, like, in an Outlook message, you know, mm-hmm. it says it says like you get a little thing that says it.
0: Oh, but I mean, with most with a lot of these, you won't. No, you don't. There's no. I do think it's funny because I use Gmail as my main business. We are uh, our, our, my day job. Uh-huh. Our email is hosted with Google apps. And um, so our interface is similar to the Gmail interface. And I interact with people that use a lot of people in the business world use Outlook. Yeah. And they'll uh, sometimes send a message unintentionally or something like that. And they try and do that recall thing. Right, but then it doesn't since it's not since I'm not using Outlook. It doesn't actually it doesn't work. recall anything. I just I get another email that says, "Hey, this person's trying to recall this mm-hmm. message," and it always just makes me chuckle. And it's like, "Oh, please delete it. Yeah. <laughs> please delete it, and don't read it." Like, the he eh, um, sent it. <laughs> I'm gonna read it.
1: The recall function on Outlook for Mac also doesn't work. Yeah, which yeah. is is it's a those two
0: things are ridiculous. Well, I think that any honestly any. Feature that you want that you need the other person to be using the same client as you, to be to to have that feature supported. You can't rely on that anyway because lots of people don't use Outlook or are going to be using a different client than you. I mean, same yeah. as well. I guess a lot it's
1: it's more for internal corporations, and you know yeah. that everyone's using the same. I used it a lot at Microsoft and um, AT and T Wireless.
0: And Tony Roma a place for ribs.
1: Um, no, we did not have email there. Uh, no. There was you once sent a...
0: notes back to each other on racks of ribs. <laughs>
1: yeah, there was once a cook that was calling. <laughs> he would sneak and call long distance oh. before when it was long distance, and okay. there was a bill for like four hundred dollars once, and we all got questioned whether it was us.
0: Wow, yeah. wow! Should have just called the number. Well, I said, "How about you
1: ask the person from Michigan who's who's calling Michigan?" (laughs) Like it's not hard; it's not rocket science, right? Hmm. Okay. How How did he think he wasn't going to get caught? I don't know. I guess that's not this.
0: That's the topic topic. for another day. We should go through that though. Yeah. Horrible things you've done at work. Um, No. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe (laughs) we won't do that. Uh, So, how? I mean, yes, no. You're in favor of read receipts. You're down. You think that's good. I, I'm very curious what other people think. I'm surprised that your sentiment that you're so pro. I thought you were going to be a little more against. I'm I'm personally pro. I don't do anything shady, and idea. so there's
1: no reason for me to be skeptical or yeah. wary of it. Yeah, that's that's what I just always think about that. Right? Same with like if the government wants to listen to my cell phone calls, do it. I'm yeah. not I'm not going to be shady.
0: Be a waste of money. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Boring as hell. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'm curious what other people think, guys. So let us know. Let us know where you come down on the read receipt situation because I am curious. Okay.
1: Before anyone starts emailing me, I don't actually think the government should listen to phone calls.
0: Because <laughs> I know <laughs> at least one
1: person that's gonna email me about that and I don't want to hear it. I just was being funny. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Well, uh Christina. Yes. Let's hear let's hear your weirdly
1: mine was about read receipts too. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I'm ready.
1: So, um, you had told me to go through all of my old things to find something. Oh, yeah. Because basically, I'll tell you, I'll tell you (laughs) that the internet this week were two things. Mm -hmm. Something about Game of Thrones. I don't watch the show anymore. I gave it up. Hold the door. There's door stops. There's people (laughs) crying at elevators. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a wookie mask, <laughs> so Chewbacca those lady. two Jesus things Christ. broke the internet, and I was i had I just had no interest. <laughs> we should
0: just do ten minutes of laughing About Chewbacca and then I mean I'm we'll not gonna cut say to the blue man interview
1: that video <laughs> was highly entertaining. that lady is delightful the first time
0: mm-hmm.
1: when she's on Ellen, don't need to see it when she's on every other talk show, don't need to see the it The it's awesome parodies,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: whatever chewy wearing a human mask that laughing was funny. i i get it it's, I mean, it's a funny whatever <laughs> but those are the only two things that happened on the internet this week yeah. so i was at a loss <laughs> <clears throat> so also you like to be the first person to talk about things mm-hmm. so a lot of you you like to You like to bring things up and then every other podcast kind of like follows and uh, the other things were just things that I have learned on other podcasts. Well, I
0: should say I like, I I try to talk about things that have not maybe been talked about. Right. I try to not talk about the same like 15 things that they talk about everywhere else. You know, try and keep fresh. Keep it fresh.
1: So in the vein of um, what we talked about last week, Mm. I have another list.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) No. Okay. Are you ready? Is it less than 25? No. Are you you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? It's called. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: 50 signs you might have grown up (laughs) in evangelical subculture. Okay.
0: We're not going through 50 of these. Should I just if we go through all fifty of these, this will be—I mean, this will be a four-hour podcast because I have strong I'm fine with that. feelings. I have strong feelings about this.
1: Well, should I just do five?
0: Uh, why don't you just scan through, pick pick some well, of the highlights? Okay, so
1: here's the thing: is I don't know what some of these words mean. Okay, all so right. d- ah. I, what I should really do is have like you and Jeremy Henson and your sister on and do the <laughs> whole complete list. Mm-hmm. But I'll spot do some. Okay, you ready?
2: hmm
1: Number one, you prayed at the altar for your high school crush to get saved because you wanted to be free to date him or her without the worry of being unequally yoked.
0: A hundred percent. Wait, I people mean, have said that about us that. to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are unequ- Can un- you ex- unequally will yoked.
1: Will you explain it?
0: Yeah. Uh. So you do, do you know what a yoke is?
1: That's like something, like you're Have comparing you ever- me to an ox yeah. is basically what's happening. Yeah,
0: it's like a Kay. wooden metal collar thing that they use to connect ox that are pulling um, okay. plows, I think, and treading oh, right. grain and stuff. So um, yeah, unequally yoked is the term that they use when a Christian dates or is in a relationship with a non-Christian. And I will say that before I got married to the first time to my first mm-hmm. wife, um, I intentionally like I was interested in somebody else mm-hmm. and made the choice to start dating my wife, my my now ex-wife over this other person mm-hmm. because of that reason, because I didn't want to be unequally yoked. And more importantly, because I was scared of the judgment that every, I knew everybody else would judge me if I started mm-hmm. dating this other person um who also is my daughter's mom <laughs> now so
1: <laughs> jokes on them <laughs> thanks jesus um but so what is the what what does that term mean like so the the non-believer as your mom calls me mm. will pull the other one down
0: yeah or vice versa i mean yeah i just think of a tiny ox and a giant ox being Wait, connected who's,
1: who's the tiny and who's the little i don't know Okay,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I I haven't got. You just dug are that, pulling your to that Jesus. Deep into the analogy, but yeah, I mean, okay. I think that, and there this is, is not
1: Bible based. This is a an evangelical thing. It's not written in the Bible. It is actually.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I need to know verse and chapter and division okay. or whatever.
0: Okay. 2 Corinthians 6:14 or as Donald Trump would say 2 Corinthians, Two Corinthians. <laughs> Two, Can you read it? 2 Corinthians 6:14. Uh do not this is from the New International version or as we called it in Bible college the not inspired version. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness?
1: But I thought that the point is to like, what do you call it? Proselytize and baptize yeah. people and missionize and it doesn't say spread don't, your shit all over the world. It doesn't say
0: don't go around them. It says don't be yoked with them. Don't partner with them.
1: Oh, so it's okay to baptize them, but just don't you be with be them. You can be around them. Oh.
0: You can be around them. You can be in a relationship with them, just not a relationship with them. Right. If you know what I'm saying.
1: Well, not even really a friendship. Some people take it as not a friendship.
0: Yeah, I don't. I never did, but yeah.
1: Okay. This I don't understand this either. Okay. After your many unsuccessful attempts at tearing a phone book in half, you secretly wonder if the power team was (laughs) on steroids.
0: (laughs) Do you know who the power team is? The power team is a group of bodybuilders. Jeremy Henson from the Eureka Mm -hmm. podcast is screaming right now because (laughs) he has strong feelings about this. Okay. It's a group of bodybuilders. bodybuilders for jesus that goes around and does are they evenly yoked they do shows yes they're evenly yoked their pecs are yeah yeah, that was a fantastic joke thanks Um, they go around and do shows like they go on tour and they uh they punch through bricks and they inflate water bottles until they pop you know uh, those like um rubber you know, you put them on your, your oh, phone yeah, warm okay. water when you're sick. They'll yeah. inflate them until they pop and they'll be like, if if this if the air as I'm blowing into this goes back into my lungs, the force could explode my lungs. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, they're the power team. They go around they rip um they rip phone books in half. Did they, you ever they think they were on steroids? Fold frying pans. You know, that was never really my scene. I never got into the power team. I had I had friends that were s- obsessed with them. Um and went to the, their shows and all that kind of stuff. It just wasn't, it wasn't for me, but, um, but yeah, yeah.
1: This one, this one might um, hit you where it hurts. When Amy Grant went secular, you questioned her salvation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Is that not true? So, not so much with Amy Grant, but there was lots of, I was into Christian alternative music. So lots of like punk music mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And a lot of those, a lot of those bands ended up going secular or going on secular labels or playing secular shows. And that was always really hard for me to see happen. And I started wondering like, Oh no, are they going off the rails? Are they like mm-hmm. out, you know, being sinners now or whatever.
1: Okay. I have just a few more Okay, and we'll save this for, Yeah, this I feel is, like we need this could
0: s- just be like an ongoing thing that we do yeah. because I have like, <laughs> like every week oh I'll just gosh. give you
1: two or three. Um, When I've heard you say this before, so I'm just saying it as a joke. While you or someone you knew was praying publicly, Lord was invoked every three to four words or father Father or God. God. Yeah. Yeah. Father God.
0: Father God. (laughs) God. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the um of Christianity. The Christian
1: um. Yeah. Okay. Question. Yes. You dreamed of one day becoming a promise keeper?
0: Oh, <laughs> no. Again, I mean, that was one of those things. Thankfully, I didn't get sucked into that world. But do you know what the promise keepers are?
1: Oh, I've heard of them. I know that whenever there's a convention, the um, the prostitution like. People go to prostitutes and like oh, I'm sure. it's just crazy times.
0: I'm sure. Yeah, I mean it's a it's it's focused. It's a ministry that's focused for men. Um, they go around the country, maybe around the world, and they do huge events about uh, specifically catering towards men to get them to be holy. Basically, they're like, "Hey, stop looking at boobies." <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: bad, except for. Then look the away. <laughs> as soon as we leave this, we're gonna cheat on our wives with boobies. Yeah. Okay, so here's the last one, and it's one that, what do they say? Really chaps my hide, <laughs> gets in my crawl. Okay. Uh, you like to speak about your unspoken prayer requests?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that one. That's a uh, that's a good one. That's when. So you're, there's a couple different ways that you can do a prayer circle afterwards. So you can, um, circle up for prayer time and, and you do popcorn style where there's a person that opens the prayer. There's a person that closes the prayer, Mm -hmm. but in between that, people are allowed to kind of jump in with their personal prayers or their requests. Um, there's the circle style where everybody goes around and, you know, I pray then the person next to me prays the person next to them prays goes around um there's the kind where you share your prayer request prior and make it known and then people come and pray for you directly so there's a few different ways you can do it but one of the things that people often do is you know they'll they'll have an unspoken what an does unspoken that mean you just don't want to say mm-hmm. it's basically uh, like hey I need pass. I need to be pray- prayed for cuz I got stuff going on but I can't talk to you about what it is. It's like um oh, it's kind of that's like That's basically prayer. what you
1: would say when you're masturbating too much. It's
0: the prayer version of subtweeting kind of. You're oh. like sub subtweeting God, I guess. Like okay. hey, uh yeah, basically it means you're masturbating too much or oh. thinking about so, boobies and need to go to a promise keeper. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> uh, so I thought that was something different. See, I can't even even the things I think I know I don't know. What did you think it was? I thought it was um you like to talk about how you are praying for people a lot.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Unspoken is like a I have a prayer request, but I can't say what it is. So it's also a way of saying like, hey, come, oh, t- seen... come talk to me after the meeting for some for some hot goss. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, hook, I'll hook. Yeah. You up I don't want to the... be
1: dramatic. I want it to be one on one drama and I want to yeah. tell it eight different times yeah. instead of just yeah. the one. Call um, me later. I've seen people doing that on Facebook. Yeah. Prayer requests. God, There's the a lot of stuff going on. Stuff right going on. <laughs> prayer requests are appreciated. Oh, not...
0: Uh, I said subtweeting. I meant vague booking. Vague booking. It's the prayer yeah. version of vague booking. Okay. Yeah. Well, you alone. know, I hate I can't that. not talk about it, but, you know, God knows. God knows. And now you all know that I'm upset and I need attention, but... Right. I can't tell you what it is. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: that's, that's almost worse. Probably the same as... um Would I what I get annoyed with.
0: Oh people. Yeah, just saying praying. Yeah. Praying. Yeah. Oh. Well, Christina. What? That was good. That was good. We'll have to um you we'll sound have to continue shocked, to revisit. That. Well, I was just surprised. Uh I I mean, geez, that could be like a thing that we do every week. That was mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh well let's let's talk to our good friend Jen. Okay, we had a listener of the show uh, re- actually reach out to us, uh Colyan. I apologize I <laughs> met we met him in Chicago when we yeah, went out there. in a
1: really noisy bar, so
0: and I'm terrible with names yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was kind enough to make the connection with us. This is a uh blue man group super fan,, mm-hmm. so I knew very little about the Blue Man group going into this outside of what I was able to learn about on the internet prior to. Uh, interviewing Jen but um let's let's listen it
1: roll that clip
0: i um uh so i'll I'll tell you how much i know about blue man group which is nothing. almost nothing <laughs> 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 i i don't think that i've ever listened to them i don't think that i've ever really listened to them before outside of you know maybe on accident a couple times <laughs> just and it's not anything to do with the blue man group Really, I just am not a real big music person. But Christy, do you have you ever listened to Blue Man Group? Um,
1: I I worked with someone that tried out for it. Oh, Oh. but I mean, they could have changed. I I know at the time you everyone had to be the same height.
2: Is that true? Um, you'll have to correct me. Some people will correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah (laughs) there there is a height restriction, but there's a there's a range. Okay, because he so, was
1: almost seven feet tall. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of out of
2: range. <laughs>
1: and I, I, don't know if you if they wear like latex over their head, but he had long curly hair. I mean, like to yeah. almost to his butt,
2: and you know, you'd be amazed what you can shove under a bald cap. <laughs> yeah. So
1: he, I, I thought that it was he didn't have to cut his hair. But he was just a tad too tall for the situation. It <laughs> was really sad.
2: Imagine. I'm just hold on. I'm imagining this guy on the New York stage. I mean, because the, like the New York stage is so tiny, and I'm like, I cannot. He like he would take up half the stage. It's, <laughs> so, <laughs> they should let people do that occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially tall blue man, really
1: really tall one, and a really really small one. <laughs>
2: I've seen some five tens, and I've seen some. I think there's a, another one, a favorite of mine in Chicago. He's probably in like the five seven range, and he's kind of an exception because he's pretty awesome. But yeah, there's a pretty big <laughs> height yeah. restriction there. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, so let let me let me back up just a minute. Cause yeah. I want to start I want to start at the beginning here. You're this is Jen. Hi Jen. Jen, Hi, Jen. is Hello. a uh blue man super fan. Yes. So uh all right. So tell me the the Blue Man Group. They've been around for twenty five years. I just I just saw on their website it's his
2: anniversary year. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: When did you when did you first discover them? And I mean how how did your relationship with the Blue Man Group start?
2: Oh, this is such a great question, because it's such a cool story. And oh, man, if I could go back 20 years, and really have this over again, I would have done a few things differently, like have a camera um, <laughs> in my hand. So in uh, 1996, I was in between colleges, and a friend of mine had told me about this really cool um, class that you could take. Uh, at a local community college called Backstage on Broadway. And Backstage on Broadway was literally just going to New York City for a week and watching Broadway shows and going to a couple of um, workshops. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, that sounds like easy credits. And it turns out that we went and saw three Broadway shows and one off-Broadway. And the off-Broadway show just happened to be the Blue Man Group. And the coolest thing is, is that some of my memories from that early show that mind you, this is 20 years ago. I was, you know, 19 years old or barely 19, 20 years old. And, I remember my friend being disgusted by parts of the show, but I remember walking out just being completely mesmerized by the music. And so that's how I found the blue man. And it's kind of funny because New York is where it was all starting. And uh, so I felt like, you know, shoot, when you go to New York, it's like everything feels New York. You go see a Broadway show. It feels like New York. You go to something underground because you have to walk down into the theater and it kind of feels like a basement almost. And it's kind of dark Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, Kind of mysterious a little bit, and so um, back then they had tubes all over the walls and up in the seats, and and you could hear people talking through the tubes and all this kind of cool stuff. So that's how I found the Blue Man for the first time was literally getting college credit to go to New York City. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> amazing. Like, for the rest of my life, I get to tell that cool story about how I found the Blue Man.
1: <laughs> so you said that. It's their 25th anniversary, but you saw them 20 years ago. So were they off Broadway for 20 years? Um, I'm Or five years, sorry.
2: I'm not a huge, like, memorization of their timeline, <laughs> but I know that in the late 80s, they had started some um, some things out in the public, and they were at another theater at one time, but they've been at the Astor Place for a really long time. And so, um, yeah, so they've been in that, That theater area for a really long time.
1: So you went and saw this show and you thought, this is amazing. Yeah. And then did you, then what happened?
2: Well, it's kind of funny because I had a few years of a, because I was still trying to find myself, you know, you could say find myself, find where I was supposed to be in life and stuff. Um, fast forward a few years, I, they, there are shows still stuck in my brain. And by that time I would realized I'd found, I found a website and a, a friend of mine was working in Chicago at the time. So, um. I called her up and I said, well, we need to go see Blue Man Group in Chicago. So I ended up going to see them in Chicago in 1999. And it sounds like a huge gear gap, like it's like three year gap or so. But being that there is no Blue Man show in Dallas or Oklahoma at the time, I was in Oklahoma as well. I was like, there's no Blue Man show down here. Found one in Chicago. And so that was the second time I saw Blue Man was in Chicago in 99. And that's when I discovered they put out a CD. (laughs) (laughs) So I bought the CD and I was like, yes, finally, some really good instrumental music that I can rock out to. I don't have to remember all the lyrics, you know, (laughs) And it just, it took me back to the first time I saw the show, and this is how the music spoke to me. Even while you're waiting for the show, they have music for that. They even have, some venues actually have bathroom music. It's hilarious. Oh, wow. They have a bathroom song, <laughs> a literal bathroom song. It says, Bath- bathroom in the blue man lobby, bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um,
0: it is. Let me get some clarification on something. Now, the they're like all, like you said, it's instrumental. It, they're, it's all it's all like instruments that they made themselves or that they play themselves.
2: Yeah. Um, and again, this is like, I'm not the fan who memorizes everything, but I, I know that a lot of their instruments are very homemade mm-hmm. and especially stuff like, I, I mean, you haven't seen the show. You haven't seen the show at all. Right.
0: Well, I've, I've watched a bunch of videos on YouTube. Watch, that so you've probably prepare for seen this. them
2: playing on the PVC pipes and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Um, so, I mean, there's just so much information about how they came to start inventing these things. And just from the beginning, they were just getting creative together uh, as a trio and uh, making these things. It's kind of funny because they're still kind of doing that now. 25 years later, they've just been releasing new information about all these new instruments that they've been playing with. And uh, this yeah there's a lot of homemade uh, elements to it but there's also then the uh the band who plays like a lot of you know just regular drum kits and stuff mm-hmm. like that and even those are kind of souped up because the band looks really cool and like the black lights and they're all lit up and jamming out up and the you know wherever they're stationed in the show it's pretty cool
0: <laughs> so and and the blue men themselves um are is it like is it the same guys everywhere is there multiple ones how how does that setup work
2: So there's, there's quite a lot of blue men and there's like, um, for every venue, there's a set of blue men that work there. And so like everybody who wants to be a blue man, like she was saying earlier, you go to a training Mm -hmm. to go try out in New York and we've actually had a couple of fans um actually make it quite a ways into New York as well um but not make it all the way to be a blue man but they've they've gone through the process. So there's quite a big process to go through before you become one. But then you just, I've noticed that there's a lot of people that'll a lot of blue men that will go in and out of different jobs and they have like options to even go on tour like there's the US tour or world tour um and then there's all the venues have blue men. So there's like there's so many blue men you just don't even know. I don't even know the count honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like a uh, I am Spartacus situation. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of blue men. they're like everywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's like a, it's not just like a, a band, it's not a limited thing. it's like a, it's like a movement. No.
2: No. Yeah. You have, you have people, it's like a, yeah, across the nation, there's always something going on apparently in blue man land. <laughs> so if you're not, if you're not in Chicago watching the venue at the Briar street theater, then you might've seen them somewhere in California at the Hollywood bowl or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just rewatching a video from like 2013 on that. And so that was, I'd never, I'd never get to go anything in California cause I'm not anywhere near there, but thank God for YouTube. <laughs>
1: Jen. So how many shows have you seen?
2: I was trying to count that out the other day and I think I'm barely, this sounds really non-fanish, but I have to be barely at 50. That sounds like a lot to me. (laughs) No, because I know people that have seen it like 200 times, but they live in the venue city. Like Uh. They live in They live in Orlando or they live in Chicago. And so they've gone like hundreds of times. And I'm sitting here like, but I've gone like 50.
1: I know, (laughs) but you have to travel to it. It's more convenient. But I do have to travel.
2: So that really does count for something. And every travel, every time I do travel, it's like there's a story attached to it. Like I... I make the time and invest the time to go see the show. And uh, at once a year, we get lucky. We do get them in the Dallas Fort Worth area.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so far, it's just once a year, but like they, they rotate between Dallas and Fort Worth for the last few years. But I try to count those in too, because then there's the concert tour, uh-huh. there's the theater tour. I mean, there's just so much going on in Blue Man Land.
1: <laughs> so have you gone to all see them in every city? Not like the tour, but the main steady venues? City? Yeah.
2: Um, let me see. Which one have I not seen? I haven't seen Berlin because it's not easy to get yeah. to. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> but I have seen Orlando, Boston, Vegas. The only one in Vegas I didn't see was when they were at the Venetian because they've moved uh, several times in Vegas. But I haven't seen the Venetian, but my husband did, and I didn't think that mm-hmm. was fair. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I saw the Luxor, and then I saw the Monte Carlo, and now they're back at the Luxor. So I haven't seen that new show I yet. Have to go and, back. Uh, <laughs> And it always seems to be changing. So I feel like I always have to like run around and see it again, to see if it's <laughs> changed. But I've seen, I think I've seen all the U.S. Uh, venues, some more than others, New York, probably the most just because it's, I have a, an aunt there and I travel there quite a bit and i it's like, it's like almost tradition. I have to go see it at least once while I'm there.
1: <laughs> so when you go, do you try to meet up with um, fans?
2: Every time. Every time. I call everybody I know who's mm-hmm. on the fan group and I'm like, is anybody going to be in town?
1: <laughs> and what do you guys call call yourselves? Do you have oh, like yeah. a funny nickname or anything?
2: Oh, I wish we did, but you kind of hit, you know, we've been called super fans. There's a lot of us who've been fans for 15, 20 years and mm-hmm. we're called super fans by the actual staff, which oh, is kind of okay. And mm-hmm. then, uh, but now we 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 tried the bloopy thing, but that doesn't <laughs> no. work. No, uh, well. uh, <laughs> no, it's not bloopies and it, oh you know, yeah. We, we kind of joked about that, but <laughs> now it's really just kind of Blue Man fans. Like I know there's like a there's still BlueManFans.com, and okay. there used to be a whole uh, a whole big fan community like old school message board style. Yeah. Um, but that's been gone for quite a while. I just you know we kind of miss the old school message board, but. <laughs>
1: Facebook will have to do. <laughs> do you guys have meetups in person?
2: Yeah, um this year actually is going to be unique because they're they're trying to put something together for the 25th anniversary. And in 2011, they did it for the 20th anniversary. They put together a really cool one in New York city. Um, but we, yeah, we just kind of talk to each other and get a feel if we, we can all get together and like all be one big group. And, uh, it's just hard to coordinate sometimes, mm-hmm. but we're, we're working on one now in Chicago that's in July. And, uh, so we're, we're working on a, a pretty cool little 25th anniversary get together. And a lot of us old, old time fans, I'm also like old time fans, <laughs> are getting together and there's a lot of people that can easily get to Chicago. And then, so we're, we're building that. I think we've probably got maybe 12 to 15 people right now, Mm -hmm. but we've had, I'm sure way more than that. Probably like, I think 40 or 50 at one point, especially for the New York uh, anniversary show, because the founders performed for us and it was insane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, do Do you guys like dress up? Do you guys like dress up when you go out to the shows and stuff?
2: no, I, you know what? I've never seen anybody actually go full blue man for a show. No blue face. No. (laughs) no,
0: You didn't want to appropriate the blue man culture.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I almost think that would be kind of weird. And it's like most of us who back in the day, um, I say back in the day, it's probably a few years ago, maybe like 2003, we started just wearing crepe paper to the concerts because the crepe paper is what was used in the original, you know, tube shows kind of stuff where they hand out paper to you and give it to you as kind of like part of the, I forget what they call it, like just the whole, you know, unity of the end there where you're all together having all this light and flashes and you all kind of like look you one big party going on. uh uh-huh. Um, so then, then they stopped handing out the paper for a long time. So um, at the concerts, we actually just um, started handing out crepe paper to each other, so we could be distinguished as fans. So sometimes mm-hmm. we still wear crepe paper to the show. Okay, and they kind of get what that is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you old guys. school.
2: I mean, it's a little old school, but you know. And I heard that the Berlin one they still do handout paper, yeah. and um, and I've actually maybe even seen pictures from the new Vegas show. They might have changed it up again too. So that's um, fun. So it's- it is fun. It it's like a um uh it's not just
0: a concert then when you go to these things it sounds like it's kind of a full like it's like an interactive experience.
2: Yeah, it's it's actually not I wouldn't even call it a concert. It is a very interactive experience. It you know, it has a lot of play on pop art, culture, um there's a lot of things that they put together, say like instead of like iPhones and stuff, they do these iPads. So they do this whole skit on just making fun of that. Mm-hmm. In their own way. And Blue Man is kind of like, it's, you know, they're kind of like exploring it. And uh, they're also exploring all these instruments that they that kind of like roll out on stage too, you know. And then they also have interaction with people that are picked out of the audience. So there's several different things that make it kind of like this mm. almost not really a variety show, but it has that feel because you feel like there's, a, there's an end and a beginning to a lot of things that happen in the yeah. show. And uh, so, yeah.
0: Have you ever been picked out?
2: Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's still one dream I do have of being <laughs> girl, but it's very hard to be Twinkie girl when you're such a huge fan because you're so excited and they, they really want somebody who's a little bit more mysterious and <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you would know, you would know really, all
2: the, yeah, I've been picked to do, um, there's a, a part in the show I don't want to give too much away but there, I was picked for one thing in the show in particular and I was late one time and so they highlighted when I was late
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw a uh, one of the videos that I was watching they were they were like singing a song to somebody that was coming in yes. late <laughs> Yes,
2: it is fantastic they actually <laughs> stopped the show and put a camera on you and it screams an operatic voice you're late
1: oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh that would is be...
2: amazing like you're like so embarrassed and excited at the same time it's awesome
1: um <laughs> so i have a question um was it controversial when arrested development did a whole storyline
2: <laughs> um as a fan i don't don't really know i i don't remember it being a big deal in the community <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i actually think it's kind of fun um <laughs> you know it, it didn't anytime, upset. Anytime, anytime blue man's referenced it's actually quite fun yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what i mean uh, I've been, a fa- I've been fans of lots of things. Uh, I can't say that I've been a fan of anything for 20 years. Um, <laughs> like what, what has, what hooked you and what do you think? I mean, what, what keeps you coming back? What, what's convinced you to go to 50 shows?
2: Oh, this is, this is a great question. Cause I feel like I just talked about this not too long ago. Um, there's so much that keeps me going back. And a lot of it has to do with the simplicity and humor of the show mixed in with the amazing music and the way they throw things together and really just rock out in that space, that one little space that I get to be a part of for that amount of time. And being, being, having seen the show so long and so many times for me, it's different every time. And I know that a lot, a lot of people will say that and most, most of the fans say it's different every time. And it really is because, The feel's different, the crowd's different, the participants are different. Even the blue men can be different in how the performer that's actually performing that you know that part Mm -hmm. can be different and how they interact with the audience and so it always just takes me back because I just enjoy so much of the comedy mixed with the music mixed with the lights mixed with the art I mean it's like Mm -hmm. I think it's me in a nutshell like I feel like I'm so many different parts and you like you put together on a blue man stage and that's like me (laughs) (laughs) you have this one part where you're like yeah I'm rocking out (laughs) and then the next minute you're like staring at people like hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I mean, is there a story behind the, the blue thing (laughs) and the makeup Mm -hmm. and everything is, is that something that they talk about much or do you know?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I'm not like, like I said, I can't say word for word what the Chris Wink said, but it was like, they were saying that blue was like the color from the beginning. Is Mm -hmm. what I understood, and um, which I'm all I'm all down with that. Like everybody thinks my favorite color is pink, but I'm like, no. Just because my hair is pink does not mean (laughs) I actually like blue a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so they just said blue just made sense for them, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know you can look it up online. Even you can Google why is Blue Man blue, (laughs) and it'll actually tell you. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't because blue paint was cheaper. (laughs) Being off Broadway, you have to.
2: save your money. It's just so great. It's so clever how they came up with all these things and how it's just, some of it is still true like 25 years later. They're just Mm. some of the simple things that they're doing. It's just, you know, it's like the root of um, the creativity that they have. It's just, it just transcends time.
0: And (laughs) you've, you sent me a picture of you, I think uh, up close with one of the people from the, one of the blue men Yes. Um so maybe you can t- you can tell me this. I'm just what is it makeup? Is it like a latex suit? How how are they so blue?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, um, I believe it's pronounced maron is grease paint. Okay. Kind of like, mm. It's a grease makeup. So that's why it looks so slick and uh, shiny. It's really wet. Yeah, and it actually, like it, water I mean, it comes off. Obviously, they use it a lot during the show. Um, if you YouTube some more videos, you can see, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, they make spin arts. They do art. They do all kinds of stuff. And so sometimes their makeup gets a little. Uh, one time I saw one of the bald caps completely like almost explode on stage and oh. it, you could see this huge crack coming out of, off his mouth. And it was just, did he get fired? No, but he didn't quite make it. There's, there's, there's a meet and greet usually afterwards for the audience. And uh, he didn't quite make it to the meet and greet. He kind of had a wardrobe malfunction on <laughs> his head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I saw, I also saw in the picture you sent me, there's somebody in the background wearing like a white t-shirt with big blue handprints on it.
2: Oh yes! Oh, they're they're very playful. You have to go to a show. You just really do. <laughs> is you that have...
0: like that's oh. like their version of an autograph.
2: Yes, you,
0: you, they just put blue blue handprints all over everything.
2: Yes, ah. and sometimes they'll give you blue kisses. And uh-huh. one, one of my blue man friends, he his tradition is to usually he's got a like kind of a bald shaved head, and that was his tradition was to get a giant handprint right on top of his head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what when was the last show that you went to?
2: The last show I went to was, I'm going to tell you both of them because they were both different. So the last one was actually here in Fort Worth, Mm -hmm. Fort Worth area, and uh, it was in February of this year. So that that was our time to get them. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a blast because every time I'd see the theater show on tour, um, it's just so different than seeing it in the tiny theaters. I say tiny theaters They're you know, there's still hundreds, hundreds of people, but uh, when they're on tour, it's like still a whole different setup and a whole different, you know, when you're on, when you're traveling, I mean, I can only imagine some of these traveling rock bands and stuff like that, how they have to set up and all the crew that's involved to set all this stuff up and Mm -hmm. then tear it all down. And then the show before that was um, New York city. I was doing some work for my aunt. Um, She had, uh, she had a kind of like a medical thing that was about to happen, and I need to go up there and like do some work for her before she went into surgery. So, um, so I decided to take a day into the city, and I was like, Oh, I'll just go see the show. And ended up on the front row, and I'm like, Real fans don't wear ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they give and you so- ponchos? Yes, the first few rows, depending on the venue, will get ponchos because they're there's stuff that kind of flies from the stage. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna spoil it.
0: It's like a Gallagher situation.
2: <laughs> you have to go just go in there and trust. Just trust. trust.
0: <laughs> yeah. In case you needed more trust motivation to keep your phone. It's in a lot your pocket. of fun.
2: Yeah. Huh. And uh, so I sat on the front row and, and there was this girl who was so scared. She was so like, I don't know, <laughs> eight or nine years old and there the whole staff was trying to convince her. I tried to convince her her dad Dad was convincing her, like, get in here, you're good. We came all the way from such and such to see the show and, you know, and it's our our thing to do. And she was just like, I'm so scared. I don't want to get stuff on me, and I don't want to do this and I don't want <laughs> that eventually I found out as we were leaving the show, she was hiding in the back. She had actually come in later and she overcame her fear and I was so proud okay. of her. Aww. And good. I kind of gave her a little, you know high five in a way I was like good for you I'm so yeah. glad you enjoyed the show but yeah <laughs> I, what ended up happening was I got the spin art um from that show in January and uh which is great because they they used to sell them and now they just give them away at the show
0: the, the spin art was... yeah the
2: spin art is one of their creations that they make during the show and it's it's kind of like that's their their one piece that has just stayed around forever that <laughs> hopefully never leaves the show it's a really great they. That's a requirement of a blue man is you have to be able to catch things with your mouth. Okay. Oh. So they have one blue man on one side who's catching marshmallows. Uh-huh. And you have mm-hmm. other blue man on the other side who's actually catching paintballs. Oh. So I'd he's there be the be to make guy. art on the one side. And the, <laughs> the poor guy on the right is having a hard time because he's not getting the same results as his other friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just keeps getting thrown marshmallows over and over <laughs> and over. And over. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You have to go see it. And um, so the spin art is is just a beautiful piece of artwork that comes out with three different paint colors. And he's like got three, di- three different paint balls that he spits on there and then he spins it at the end and it makes this most beautiful, simplistic spin. Uh, spit pattern of you know this swirl almost hmm. and uh so now they they give out the art from drumming they do drumming art they do spin art and then they also give out the uh the marshmallow art <laughs> 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 man so it's like their way to give back to the audience you know kind of connect with the audience sure
1: <laughs> and then do they just randomly hand it out yeah it's oh, random that was lucky that you got it then
2: Yes, I, of course, like, it helps when you kind of stare at them kind of intensely. Yeah,
1: like, I need that.
2: <laughs> you know, you have to, that's another requirement of a blue man is you got to be able to communicate with your eyes. And so it's like, um, it's just kind of fascinating knowing that they're never going to say a word all night. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it freaks people out, too. They're like, but they don't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah. But, but really, it's about that connection.
0: So they don't talk during the show, but they do talk because you said there's a and a time afterwards.
2: Uh there's not a q and a there is a meet and greet, and what I mean by that is they stand there in the theater and stare at you
0: oh, oh, <laughs> seriously,
2: so they don't yeah. talk at all, no, they don't talk oh. and if they, if they do, it's you know it's very rare, they're breaking character. you would, you would not be able to do that, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is like a blue man onion here. We're just peeling back the layers, and I'm getting more and more fascinated. I, I, now I really want to go see these guys. Yeah, you
2: kind of have to because there are layers, and I'm only. Te- I'm trying not to give too much away because I'm like I don't want to give everything away. That's right. not uh, good. <laughs> are,
0: are there any blue women?
2: I had heard that there was one a long time ago in the Boston area. Um, so there has been one. It's not. It's not um, gender restrictive. So. Yo. So it doesn't matter if you make it through all the training and, yeah. and if you're a fit, you're a fit. And yeah. I didn't hear there was one. I just, I never got to see her perform or anything. So
0: I suppose there could be other blue men that are women and maybe they just are called blue men and you know, cause oh, yeah. you They're could not know.
2: Called <laughs> blue men, I think even though it's not really like they, they plainly said that it's not really like about male or female. It's yeah. just kind of like the blue man yeah. huh. <laughs> and uh, the blue man is the character sure. and uh so yeah even if they were yeah again like blue <laughs> ma- blue women they would be still be blue man <laughs>
0: <laughs> well all right jen um is is there anything we missed or anything that uh you think people should know about the blue man group
2: i just think you know people these days you gotta learn how to go have some fun and try something new and if it's not your thing then you don't have to go back 50 times like me (laughs) 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 or have them at your wedding or have an inspired wedding by blue man (laughs) did you
0: you had them at your wedding we need to stop
2: (laughs) uh, yeah y'all missed that one (laughs) um so what happened was is i decided to have kind of like a blue man themed wedding where i had a lot of aspects from the show in my wedding like Decor decorations was kind of inspired by it like they give away um you know those little chinese takeout boxes mm-hmm. they give that away in the show um to a participant and so i use those as my favors i also had a, a copy of the bathroom song which i played in both bathrooms <laughs> and i used uh you'll find this out I, I will let you look up one video and it's a song called dulcimer mm-hmm. and uh That song was my, what I'm going to call my waiting song, where everybody was just kind of waiting around for me to come out. So that was kind of like my waiting song. (laughs) So there was a lot of musical things intertwined into my wedding. And then two of my friends decided to go blue (gasps) at my reception.
1: That's amazing. Do you have photos of that?
2: Yeah, there's some really, really bad photos because back then I didn't have a good photographer. And uh, <laughs> I had a photographer, but it wasn't the documentary style and he'd left early. And and uh, so I have a few really bad photos of them, but they were there.
1: So is your husband as into it as you are?
0: Nope.
2: <laughs> I just ran with it. I ran with my ideas and like he's like, it. whatever, I'm showing up to marry you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Aww, that's awesome. So he, he, he understands, um, how much I love them, and he's he's okay with me running around the country to see them and and uh I was just telling this to my blue man friend um an hour ago. I said, so the coolest thing is about the Las Vegas fan meet in two thousand and twelve when they moved to the Monte Carlo is that my husband's schedule when he went to uh convention there overlapped with my fan meet, mm-hmm. <gasps> so he actually came to the fan meet, I'm like, yay, my husband came <laughs> that was the only time he ever goes." <laughs> wow but it was awesome does he
1: think you're does he just indulge you or does he think this is crazy yeah,
2: he, just, he shakes his head and giggles at me And <laughs> knows me. but you know it's been such a part of my life it's such an artistic outlet it's a music outlet it's I meet incredible people um I mean that's why you asked why I keep going back to the show that's all of that and more incredible people incredible show yeah uh, music that inspires me art that inspires me and uh they just do good work i love i love their productions almost all their productions i just love
0: well thank you jen
2: I, yeah thank yeah you so much. i'm so glad that you had me on to nerd out about this it's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in the world
0: i love it it's such a fun <laughs> way to hear about new things like every time we talk to somebody um almost without an d- exception every time we talk to somebody or start looking into something i'm like that's my thing now <laughs> i got to check this
2: out <laughs> so, yeah like i said you don't have to be a super fan but go check it out if yeah. you haven't seen it, you can and then you have to report back to me and like tell me what you thought
0: <laughs> yeah for sure well, we'll um uh, uh, we'll make it happen um jen yeah. do you want uh do you want people to come find you anywhere online
2: Sure. Um, I'm I'm by trade. I'm a full time photographer and conceptual artist. So you can find me at pinklightimages.com. And that's a lot of work I do when I'm not doing blue man things. (laughs) Oh, and I have another thing to say a fan reminded me that today is actually blue man day. Oh, because the 27th. Is the atomic number of cobalt and cobalt blue is the actual like we, you know, us fans call it the blue man blue. Oh. So if you want to get really nerdy, that's where it gets, you know, twenty seven. I, like I think it. it's the atomic weight. I think I said that right. But yeah. Nice. So we're yeah, we're we... filming doing this on the twenty-seventh, which is awesome. Totally.
0: We <laughs> planned it that way. Yeah, we did Yay! that on purpose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the fans will be so happy.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. It was great talking. Bye. 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 Christina Weiss. Yes. Tell me, are you on board with the blue? With the blue. Are you
1: I would definitely go check it out.
0: I like I like the Bloopies name.
1: Yeah, Groupies, Bloopies. I'm I'm really sad they don't have a special name.
0: I'm sad they don't have a name
1: too. They've been, been around really 25 years.
0: To. 25 years. I so you're a super fan of this TVTL podcast. Mm-hmm. I there were so many correlations between the two. You know I know. What I mean, she kept on talking about oh my f- my friends that I met through yeah the Blue Man Group. These friends we they go to different cities and they meet up and they talk online. And I mean, it sounds like she's really tapped into this kind of big community, mm-hmm. um, which I which I think is great. Um, and it just reminded me a lot of. Hearing you talk about the TVTl stuff, so yeah. Even even the fact that uh, she kind of drugged her husband, or her husband went yeah. with her to a meetup, and she was really excited about it. Like, anyway, that, for sure, that made me chuckle. Uh, well, let's <clears throat> let's talk about a couple pieces of space news. Oh, good, can't wait. <laughs> and then we'll get on out of here. T minus three minutes and counting. Five, four, three, two. I have good news about about SpaceX, Christy. Oh, okay, can't wait. Elon Musk. Damn SpaceX, back at it again with the ocean landing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of Uh, wish you didn't say that.
0: (laughs) Uh, That is, uh, that's my favorite thing in the world. Um, SpaceX did it again today, Christy. They landed a one of their uh, second stage. Rockets or sorry, the first stage rockets. They mm-hmm. landed it on the drone ship floating out in the ocean after putting a satellite up in space.
1: How many times is this now?
0: This is the third ocean landing that they've done. I think the fifth landing overall. That's no, awesome. Fourth, I think. Because they've done three at three on uh in the ocean, one on land. So yeah, this one Elon Musk tweeted something afterwards that said that it was Basically going as fast as it possibly could go uh, and still able to land. So it has some kind of crumple zone or something in the rocket when it lands. And apparently it maxed out that crumple zone. So if you see pictures of this landing, you can see the rocket's kind of leaning a little bit to one side. And it's leaning that way because it actually, the crumple zone did its job and crumpled to so absorb So how some many of the shock times are
1: they going to do this?
0: I mean, as many, a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> a, a lot of so- times.
1: Does it have like is there something that's supposed to be happening
0: well the plan the the plan is that they'll be able to reuse these now, so they'll be able to take it back, refuel it, fix it up, stick another satellite on it, and send it back up into space, mm-hmm. which will drastically cut their costs okay. i mean drastically so yeah, I just thought that was i mean it's it's unprecedented that this has happened, let alone three times in a row, yeah, so there how
1: many times did it not um twice?
0: More than that. No, because there was, well, they did lots of soft landings, they Mm -hmm. called them, where they just tried to do a vertical landing, but in the ocean. So it just hit the water, but they were kind of simulating and getting ready and that kind of stuff. And then they had at least one that blew up, maybe two, I think, that blew up when they tried to land or didn't quite make it or missed the ship or Mm -hmm. it was too stormy, but they still needed to launch. So Um, they did release a really, really cool. T- uh, not time lapse, but a sped up, accelerated video of the rocket coming back in. So it it looks like it's the view as if you were strapped to the side of the rocket as it's re-entering the atmosphere and landing on the ship. Was it's, it
1: like a GoPro or something?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. Oh. So I'll I'll post the video in the show notes. It's awesome. Hmm. I think I think you people will dig it. You people, you people, hmm? you know who I'm talking about. Um. Hmm. One other other thing. two people out there. We've talked about this before, Christina Wise. The inflatable room on the space station. Oh, yes. Do you remember that?
1: That started this week or something, right?
0: Yeah. So it went up. They installed. uh, They're putting an inflatable module on the space station as an experiment. If the kind of a proof of concept, they need to test the durability and the habitability of this module that they're putting on the space station. But if it works as you made fun of me for saying earlier, game changer.
1: (laughs) Game changer.
0: Another cost-cutting thing, because these inflatable modules are much bigger when inflated, but getting up into space, they're way lighter, and you can put more space in a more compact area because it's all folded up. Yeah. So this thing went up into space a couple months ago. They installed it on the space station, and last week they made the first attempt to inflate it. Inflating it isn't quite the right terminology. They're just pressurizing it because it's a vacuum out in the atmosphere or out in space. But uh, it didn't quite go as planned. There was some... So they had this thing all packed up super, super tight in the rocket to mm-hmm. send it up to space. And you'll remember, may, may or may not, there was a SpaceX rocket last year that actually blew up on takeoff. Is the first... Yes. Vehicle loss that they've had. That I actually, actually remember had that. A thing. Yeah. So that explosion kind of uh, triggered a long series of delays in a lot of their launches. And so this thing actually was packed up a little bit longer than they expected. And they had some concerns that it wasn't going to unfold right because mm. it had been all squished and tied up. So they attach it to the space station. They blew these Straps that were wrapped around it. They had little pyrotechnic charges on them to cut the straps, and then they pressurized it, or they started to pressurize it, and they noticed that it wasn't actually expanding like mm-hmm. they had expected it to. Oh no! And so what they didn't want to happen is they didn't want something to all of a sudden jar and break loose and have it expand super rapidly, right? Uh, because that would put tension on the um, docking coupling where it's attached to the space station. So they're going to try it again tomorrow. They they I stayed up till uh like four o'clock in the morning watching NASA TV uh because I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. And they weren't able to um they, they ended up just stop not trying to inflate it anymore. And so they took a day off and they're just studying it and trying to figure out some different solutions for the challenges that they're having and they're going to give it another shot tomorrow. So.
1: I remind me what this room is going to be for?
0: So this is I mean this is basically just an experiment to prove that it's a, able to withstand impacts of micrometeorites and and space debris um, um and it's not going to kill everybody inside.
1: It's where they're going to put when um Astronauts have like the flu and they don't want to be around <laughs> it's them. A quarantine, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be the timeout room. Like the guy who has the farts or something.
0: <laughs> so, well, they're actually there's not gonna be anybody living in it because it's not qualified as um, habitable yet. Okay. But they're, they are going to eventually, eventually there's going to be people in there. Uh, not Probably not in this exact module. They'll bring up other ones that people will live in. But mm-hmm. this is just to prove that it's a, they're able to do okay. it. So they're going to be testing um, the impact resistance and they're testing the radiation resistance. So they have a bunch of experiments in there to, to test the durability of it. And then after a year, I think two years, we'll know whether uh, it can become human rated or not for people to actually hmm. live in it. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Good luck, SpaceX. (laughs) But both of those things, Christy,
0: both of those things will save a massive amount of money. So How much? You should be thrilled. I don't know. A lot. Okay. I mean, at at $10,000 a pound, every ounce matters (laughs) when they're trying to put something in space. So the lighter, the better. True. All right, Christy. You want to take this baby in for a landing? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, regarding next week's show, I'm going to be out of town. Speaking of space news...
1: You don't want to record it in a hotel room with your parents? <laughs> no. No. I think that would be quite a show. Oh, my God. Get Wayne on there.
0: <laughs> if I could get my dad to talk on a microphone, that actually would be About
1: amazing. space? Yeah. he love that.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Okay. We'll That's see.
1: the show next week, guys. <laughs> We're flying 100% down... 100% space news. I'm flying
0: down to the wonderful city of angels is it the city of angels los mm-hmm. angeles california mm-hmm. um i'm taking my five-year-old daughter uh on a tour of the jet propulsion laboratory <laughs> and then we're gonna go see the space shuttle down there yeah uh, next up
1: we she learns the tuba
0: <laughs> so yeah it'll be fun It'll be fun i called the I called j p l to see to make sure that kids could go to the open house thing that we got tickets for, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, "Are you joking? Kids have to go. This is our future. <laughs> <laughs> I started crying.
2: No. did um, you really?
0: Uh you know got a little emotional. yeah <laughs> but that'll be fun Uh I think that you should record with Craig of their Eureka, the formerly eureka podcast okay i think that you and craig should do to do a show together but we'll we'll plan something out we'll have some show next week it'll it'll be some kind of experimental something either me in a hotel room with my dad or craig Mm -hmm. and christy or who knows me just cast three me just screaming from (laughs) an airplane bathroom because (laughs) my five-year-old's terrified of being on the plane Mm -hmm. we'll see um so that's coming up next week as always you guys you can find Uh, Links to everything we talked about in the show, in the show notes at nerdoutloudpod.com. That's also the best place to find our email address, our phone number. You can call us. You can text us. Let us know if you think read receipts are weird or bad or good. Let us know what you think about the Blue Man Group. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you nerd out about. If you have somebody that's just obsessed with something, a super fan of something, hook them up with us. We'd love to talk to them all of our contact information I know you're driving in a car right now or at work or whatever all you have to remember nerdoutloudpod.com everything's on there drop us a line we'd love to hear from you Christina do you have any last words
1: never wait for cake
0: and mine is unspoken
1: (laughs) it's between me and Jesus (laughs)
0: let your nerd flag fly I say,
1: say. Now, yeah. oh <laughs> I didn't know that was my thing, yeah,
0: every week, <laughs> oh.